What's up, everybody? This is uh, Pro Wrestling Times Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan. This is episode 28. It is June 13th, 2021. I'm reviewing NXT In Your House. And um, I'm here with my homie, Josh Cash Roman. Woo! And first-time guest, um, James? James Kirkpatrick, yes, Kirkpatrick. sir. Kirkpatrick. Okay, cool. It's nice <laughs> to meet you, James. Welcome. Thank you for doing a podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. And first time guest. Um, <laughs> we got a live feed of. <laughs> Dude, I look like the fucking thing from Onward. <laughs> that uh, the little brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. We got a live uh, little social media love there, but um, this is gonna be an awful review because we only like watched half of the show. So I'll start with the half we did see, and then we'll go over the results. Uh, I'll start with Josh. When we got there, fucking L.A. Knight won the million dollar title. I love that belt so much. I, uh, it was my go-to God, in SmackDown yeah, versus Raw 2006. I would always throw that on my little creative wrestler, but the million dollar belt. Do you know what that is? No. Man? It's like a dollar sign. It's fucking swagged out belt. Million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Is it like... Uh, money in the bag or whatever it is, but it's a belt no. instead. So yeah. it's a uh, it's a golden belt. So the strap is a bunch of golden dollar signs. Okay. And the centerpiece is three um, diamond dollar signs. Does it spin? No. No. It's, it's not even like John Cena's belt. No. no. But they're like <laughs> three solid. Oh, that is crazy. But it's pretty Fucking cool. Dope. Yeah. And it was created in the eighties or not eighties, sorry, early nineties. Yeah. Um, backstory behind it is pretty crazy too. Um, I say really quickly, only because I just learned how what it happened was, um, Ted DiBiase, who is the creator of that belt, was supposed to win the world championship. Um, the only reason why he didn't win it is because he got politicked out of winning it by this wrestler named the Honky Tonk Man. Who is an Elvis impersonator wrestler? Yep. Isn't that Jerry uh, King Lawler's cousin? Yeah, um, Jerry King Lawler's cousin. They both were uh, wrestlers in Memphis and got their start there. Um, Honky Talk Man was just supposed to be this uh, gimmick character who didn't really uh, do much. You know, he was supposed to be a heel. Um, he ended up winning the championship because the former champion wanted to spend time with his kids, so they made him drop the title to Honky Talk Man and because uh, this guy was such a fucking heel uh, they were making a lot of money because people wanted to see him get his ass kicked uh, fast forward to uh, around Wrestlemania time he was supposed to drop the title to Macho Man in a house show well Honky Talk Man uh, put in um, his power card and said I don't think it would be smart for me to lose this title that I've had for so long and uh, not in front of, and not on TV. Like, this is supposed to be a house show. Like, why am I losing this title there? So he put a power card in, and he ended up uh, um, losing the match, but not the title, because he lost by countout. And wrestling, you can't lose your title by countout or um, DQ. So that start off a chain of events now uh instead of tv that ted DiBiase winning the world title uh macho man won the world title because macho man was supposed to win the icy title but he didn't because of honky talk man so they gave him the title and then DiBiase got nothing <laughs> so this million dollar belt is 
like so gone he, for like 25 years. So yeah, he he only created this million dollar title because um, he was like, I'm due for a championship. And yeah. if you're not going to give me a title, I'm going to create my own title. Oh, he's a million dollar man. Yeah, he's like the most prestige, the most magnificent title that no one can get their hands on. A title that is worthy of being around my waist. And the reason why he called it the million dollar title is because there's one gem inside the title that signifies it to be like a million dollars worth. Okay. Not the whole title's worth. Right. There's like one gem in there. It's a million dollar title. Wow, that's intense. So we would never have gotten that title in general had it not been for politics and Hunky Tonk Man. Yeah. I just learned about I that, remember, and I, I thought that was so, so fucking interesting. I remember when his son showed up, they gave him the belt. They yeah, gave him, him Maurice. the belt. Maurice, was a baddie. It's like 10 years ago. Maurice. But then, um, was Maurice. Uh, she's a, a French-Canadian uh, wrestler who is incredible looking. I think a lot of them from there are. Yeah, she was also on Playboy. Makes baddie. sense, too. Yeah, she, did, she was a 10. 90s wrestler? No, she was like, I would say 2010s wrestler. Okay, so like just post like Trish Stratus kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. okay, kind of around that like, same. Uh, that, that's the last female wrestler I remember. No, that was like whenever <laughs> um when I first saw Trish Stratus and Lita, I was like I don't like the Power Rangers anymore. I don't like Pokemon anymore. <laughs> Get out of here, Kim. That was when uh, Lita like had the little thong showing. Yes, I was like, remember when that was when the boy thing, came like, a man. <laughs> she her her go to was I'm gonna go on top rope. I'm gonna take off my top and then I'm gonna do a backflip. Fuck, if that was around nowadays. And uh, also, uh, what's it called? Um, Stacy Keebler, Tori Wilson. All legs. Stacy Keebler. Legs, all legs, legs for days. Legs for days. Oh, we're, getting off, we're getting off topic. She was, <laughs> she would, she Told she would, you this is how the podcast is going to go. She was 75% legs. It is not organized at all. We're reviewing half of a show. He just what said, were we even talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dylan said uh, five seconds into one match, and this is how we got <laughs> legs. Legs for days. Five, di- five seconds into one match. Hey, did you guys know about Caesar Keeble's legs? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was fucking bummed. LA Night won. I thought this Taylor made it for Cameron Grimes because uh, Cameron Grimes, his gimmick, he's like a Beverly Hillbilly. Okay. Basically, and then he. <laughs> He uh, bet on like dog coin and um, what's it called? GameStop. Yeah, oh, he has, he has stocks. His gimmick is he has stock on GameStop before the rise. So he went from being a nobody to being a millionaire. Yeah, so basically He's Elon Musk after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he got like beat up. He disappeared for a while and he showed up with like a Lambo and a bunch of money in his pocket and he was like, I had stock in GameStop. And he was just like just throwing money everywhere. I promise you one thing: if I had stock in Dogecoin and GameStop before Bitcoin. it blew up, Bitcoin. If I had stock in any of that before it blew up, I would buy the WWE. Oh yeah. man, like, he, it, Vince it, McMahon it's crazy. can go to hell. It's crazy how much money people have made. Yeah, I did research for a joke there, um, like how much it would cost in 2013. It was like fifty dollars a Bitcoin. Now it's like sixty-five dollars per coin. Dude, it was. It was five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just it just plummeted to like twenty five thousand. I remember it was probably two two and a half years ago. We were sitting at work in our morning meeting, and normally we talk about important shit, but it was when Bitcoin was like four thousand bucks a coin, and in that day it went from like four grand to twenty two grand. 
in like four hours. It yeah. was outrageous. We just kept and just that kept money. refreshing the page and seeing it just climb, 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 like climb, climb. College and that money oh. you gonna made in between. Well, because it started off at like what twenty cents a, a coin, mm-hmm. something like that. That there was I I just found this out too, Fifty Cent, a long time ago accepted Bitcoin to buy his CDs. Really, people were giving him entire Bitcoins to really? get CDs. He got like three Bitcoins for one CD, a, a Fifty Cent CD. He, like it. Granted, it's not worth Fifty Cents. It's no, like no, 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 you know? no. Yeah, but still, but, but still. Yeah, and now now it's worth twenty five grand even after it plummeted. I remember, so I I, I saw this wow. article about this guy who uh, sold Bitcoin for two pizzas. He wanted to see. He was hungry. This is a while ago, though. Story. They wanted to see if we can establish this as a uh, real currency. So he was like, he took, he posted on on this like forum. He's like, I have such and such, and I'm willing to trade these bitcoins for two cheese pizzas or two pizzas or. Like, he put up what he want on the toppings, blah, blah, blah. And it was from Papa John's. And uh, somebody took him up on this offer. So he got the trade. That person ordered a pizza and had it sent his way. And it was the first ever exchange of Bitcoin for uh, an item. $25,000 pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, they didn't know that. But back then, they didn't know that. He didn't know that. He didn't know that. That's what the kind of, that he didn't know the kind of price that he was paying for it. He just wanted to establish that you can pay for um, items with this. And now, looking back. So, so this wrestler comes back out of nowhere and he's made money off of Yeah, he, yeah no, no. His, his gimmick is that he put money into GameStop. Before it rised up, and now that it rised, now he's, he's rich. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then he had a but he called, but he called himself, oh, okay. he called himself the richest man in wrestling until DiBiase came, and then DiBiase came and started uh, feuding with him. Started, they like brought him back as a throwback. They did like little vignettes or skits where um, DiBiase was just one upping him at everything he tried to do. Like they had a house auction. DiBiase bought the house over him, and um. I care just fine. Well, I mean, how do you have you seen DiBiase's hair back in the nineties, eighties, nineties? Like quaffed. It's like white goodness. It's amazing. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. He deserves that belt. And he was he was at that he was at the he was at the event. Well, they put. I almost his, got to meet him, but I chose put, other people over. They put his title. Million dollar man. Yeah, because um, I wanted to. I really wanted to meet Ron Simmons. <laughs> and then um, what's his name too? Scott Steiner. But DiBiase was there. I did see DiBiase at Mania. So they like, had like Scott's big pop a pump, right? Yeah. Because then Rick is the, the bulldog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh well, this take me back to my childhood. Yeah. The gremlin. The the gremlin face bulldog. I just wanted dog to Dog face. Dog face bulldog. <laughs> yeah. Dog face bulldog. Dog face bulldog. I'll And somehow he turned British. He was no. No, he was that, never British. Because there was a British bulldog too, right? Yeah. No, that was totally Who's that? different person. Who's that? So the British Bulldog was a wrestler named Davy Boy Smith. He was actually, you know, from the UK, and okay. uh, he also was a wrestler with this guy named um, Dynamite Kid. And John was were, just texting me about that. Oh yeah, shout out John. Wish he could be on the pod, but we understand you had to work in the morning. You also had too much AEW to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that when I told you that you brought up AEW immediately, Dylan. Like, which John? Uh, John, uh, Ugaldi. Oh, boy, John Ugaldi. Oh, yeah. Ugaldi, what up, boy? What up, Ugaldi? How you doing? He's, he's been as much a part of this podcast as Josh. I don't know who has more Only because your boy has been working, okay? Yeah. Ever since I, you got 406, Sundays got taken away from you. I, I'm a busy boy. I had to take tonight off. I took tonight off. Glad you just did. to do this podcast. Doing this right now. <laughs> 100% he took tonight off just to do this podcast. Yes. And because every day is another day to take a mental health day. Always. And that's what I did. Yeah. Um, fuck, I was going to say something funny about John. <laughs> but LA Night won. It sucks. I wish Cameron Grimes did. Let's uh, talk about the part where James showed up in the equation. Dude. NXT women's title, Raquel Gonzalez retained over Ember Moon. And, and then you guys kept talking about the back Her comparison. back. Yes. He starts going off about her back. Yes. Like, like she's sitting there doing this, yeah, like cr- That's a whole gimmick. A whole gimmick. It's, it's a horrible gimmick. Her back. It's she the shows worst. Her, wait, she shows True. her back. She shows her back on camera with the title around her waist. Yeah, backwards. Just and so you can look at her back. It's the yes. silliest gimmick of all time. It's, a, it's, it's an incredible back. It's a it's And a I said, bag. James, do you have a better back? And he said, yes. Yeah, that question. And I was like, okay, we have to now take a photo of James's bag <laughs> and send it to her via Twitter and be like, you're getting called out. But you're getting called out, and I want to see this uh, field develop into something. It's, it's a back off. I want to see a back off. It's a back off, folks. It's like Zoolander. It's yeah. A back-off. Where is Billy? Wait, what's, what's our boy name? Where is Billy Zane? What, what's his name? Yeah, Billy Zane. Billy Zane? Yeah, it's a walk off. It's a walk off, guys. Where is our boy Zane at? Yeah. It's a back off. So James says he has a better back than Raquel Gonzalez, even though her whole gimmick is about her back. It's he's the, saying he's better. It's the fake. He has a better back. It's the silliest gimmick that She's I've ever seen. She has a tremendous back. She does. She has a good back. She has a tremendous back. However, for her, for I, her height. You keep bringing up the height into the it. height, yeah. Is she not... It's not, not like another attribute about her. It's uh, about how tall, how tall she is. Yeah. I was like, Arnold was Everybody, like 6'2". He had a way better back. Yeah, no, but like, we're talking about He has Arnold a gimmick. He has a gimmick as that, the biggest no, no, dude that, in the that's, 80s, that's, you know? That's so different. It's so different. <laughs> You're going to build this whole chick. Why she deserves a championship yeah. is because she's six she's, foot yeah. with a decent back. With No, a decent it's, it's back? It's not even great. Wow. It's not even great. Wow. <laughs> you tell me, you know... Uh, uh, Another woman in history with a better back than her. Danilyn Bailey. Absolutely. Who? Her name is Danilyn Bailey. What she, what'd she do? I was going to say Serena Williams. <laughs> she, uh, she's all legs, wrestling. dude. She's all legs. Who's this person you're describing? What'd she do? What'd she do? I'll show you. <laughs> okay, but I thought Ember Moon, I didn't think she was going to win, but it would have been pretty back cool to, this. to have like a two-time champ. That's DLB. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. This, this women's champion can... That's not a better back. That's just a better physique. That's just her front, dude. <laughs> I was just showing That's you who she was. Back. That's just like a better physique. Let me show That's you. That's not a better back. That's not a better back. I put money on Rachel. Yeah, now you can stop talking. That's not a better back. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> How can you say that? Without like knowing that you're a stone cold liar. All right, it's a it's, it's an amazing body. It's an amazing body. Folks. He's capping. But look at look at this. You're gonna try to tell me that she has a better back. Good than lord. Exactly. 
It's all right. She could be the women's champion off of her back. It's all right. She's short, though. That's like an action figure. She's short, though. Raquel Gonzalez done that when she's tall. She's nowhere close to that. Raquel Gonzalez can just fucking put her hand and be like, squish her down. She'd squish her down. Uh, I also just want to say that lady lady is short. (laughs) She is short. She's probably like 5'6". So, okay, so... Raquel Gonzalez still wins. Thank you guys. Yeah, but who do you think still is a champion? And that was that was actually a, a fairly legitimate match too. Yeah, I remember you were talking about the finish where she like uh, did the power bomb in a way. Yeah, they they called but it. You said a, it was more like a choke. Slide. Yeah, they called it a one arm one arm power bomb. So she grabs her from behind, picks her up, spins her over, catches her on her on her right shoulder, and is holding her by her hand, and then just it, it's like a choke slam power bomb. It's like a choke bomb. I swear to God, it is not a power bomb. What did you think of um, Ember Moon's finish? Because they did that spot too, where she did the eclipse. It's basically like a flipping Stone Cold stunner. Yeah, in air. Yeah, and so then she, she grabs you and she stuns. Yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult move to pull off. I can guarantee you she's gonna have lower back issues when she's older. So she's got a big booty too to like cushion the landing. Cushion. It's just Cushion. That tailbone, though. But, uh, it's fucking yeah. crushed. Well, cause she ended Sign up. that we're all older. She ended up. <laughs> she ended up landing that move and then. Uh, who was who was the chick on the side? Just Dakota. pulled her leg and put it on the yeah, Dakota. Dakota Kai grabbed her leg and threw it on the rope. It's like she she actually should have lost that match, but you know <laughs> outside influence. Dakota Kai, and yeah. then uh, be still your heart, be still mine for Shotzi. Sh- Shotzi Blackheart. She came in and she uh, did nothing. Beat up. <laughs> no, she beat up. She, she threw some punches at Dakota Kai and made her go away. Yeah. and... Changed nothing of the match. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I just, just want to say shout out to their hairstyles because it always makes me think of um, Cosmo and Wanda from Fairly Odd Yeah, because <laughs> one's so neon pink and the other's neon green. Well, because I knew neither Dude, of their they, names, and the whole time I was like, "Oh, it's green versus pink. Who's gonna win this?" They, 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 got you guys all the name though. But there's a band called the Tramp Stamps, and they have that. <laughs> Hair like just like that, and every time I see any girl with that kind of hair, I was like, "Oh, it's fucking trash sense." <laughs> it reminds me of the crackheads downtown. They all got crazy colored hair. God, don't do that to them. That's not called on. Shout out. That's not called on uh, crackheads. Oh, sorry, meth heads. All right. Damn. Shout out. Shout out to uh, Raquel Gonzalez one day coming to Billings and being a James Hub. Oh, I wouldn't it's be a back a, off. It's a back off. I, I got money on it. I'm gonna be her manager. I'm gonna have that big old cigar in my mouth. I'm gonna be like, my girl, let's go, let's go. You would you would be the Paul Bearer of managers. Being legendary with a great voice, everyone would hate him. I think I'd be what's his name, Bill Alfonso from like ECW. He's like this is a big old stuff. whistle. Yeah, whistle. He's just a whistle super everywhere. With Rob Van Dam. But um, our main event for this podcast. Who won the match? Karrion Cross. He no. Retained. Who won the last match? Oh, who won? Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel retained. Gonzalez retained. We did not say that. I did. Like when I did you? It. Yeah. yeah. We are we saying that before? <laughs> I just immediately wanted to get yeah. into the back off, too. Because <laughs> when I came I back, this guy was flexing. Like, I apologize, guys. Like, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Then I ended up showing Josh how to do a, a back pose. Like yes. the tightening up. We did, we did That's the part where I came in for. I had to repark my car. Yeah. So. We, we did a back pose. Thumb in the hips, elbows out. Chest up. You used to bodybuild or something? No. Or you just know the... I, so I started he's training. A, he's, a, he's a strong boy. <laughs> Guns, man. He's a strong Jealous. boy. 
I I started to I, I couldn't Dangerous actually follow through work. with it. I was too much of a pussy to do it. It's a lot of commitment too, and the it, diet the, and everything. The commitment, the diet, but it was the diet especially, man. You can't have what we had. We had pizza tonight. You yeah. can't have pizza if you want to bodybuild. Well, you know the the saying, abs are made in the kitchen, not the gym. Yeah. Um, but no, the the hardest part for me was just like literally being in front of like judges and then a group of at least a few hundred people that are sitting there just to judge you. Like I used to cage fight, and it's easy to block them out because I only had to beat up one guy. But when I'm sitting there and everyone's like critiquing me and they're like, oh, you know, this side's there's not like 10 other symmetrical dudes. and there's yeah. all, you know, all this different stuff. It's a completely different mind game. And you see a lot of these bodybuilders end up having um, uh, a complex, right? A physique complex. Like when they're not in their top physical shape, they're not happy. they hate themselves. Yeah. Like wow. th- as soon as they don't have that eight pack they're going through and just like i'm i'm fat i'm worthless like they have a a body complex is what it's called i'm like that without bodybuilding (laughs) yeah now now imagine if you were like an ifbb pro you know that just went through and went do it every day that's it and then you're in your off season you know you're used to being the fucking dude that just wowed the entire world and now you got a belly because it's off season you know yeah you don't stay in that you can't stay in that shape year round it's impossible that has to probably do like damage to your body. Oh yeah, well a lot More of those. So to keep it like looking like that has like a lot of work or whatever. Yeah, a lot of the so there's different classes in bodybuilding. Like there's there's actual uh, physique, there's bodybuilding, there's bikini for girls and all this different stuff. But like the actual legit pro people, they're like less than three percent body fat. Like you could hold a whole bunch of skin and there's no fat in between. It's just paper. And you hear all sorts of like liver issues and like they drain their bodies so much because they're cutting out water and they're sodium loading and they're doing all this different injectable stuff, you know, steroids, whatever it is. And some of them even go into like diabetic kind of stuff, you know, really hitting themselves with sugar loads and stuff like that. And it destroys a body. Um, if If you ever have a chance, there's a really good documentary about Ronnie Coleman and he's like eight time, uh, champion i can't remember the actual uh olympia mr olympia and he's on crutches now like still he's still in great shape for like 60 but he's just a broken body good lord it's outrageous jeez louise yeah i already took mine <laughs> Again, <I was> like, <laughs> but um it's Sorry. been awesome though i'm glad you came out and then i'm glad you did this podcast i didn't think that i'd have to pick your brain about um Ooh, uh, mma because i do jujitsu i went to three classes but i paid yeah. for the gi i loved it yeah i just haven't been able to pay for the class but um well and that's like i understand wrestling and and the entertainment value like i i appreciate wrestling for what it is it's harder than what people think it breaks bodies it's it's not all fake you know like it's real damage to a body but when you go through, like, I see all these different chokeholds and arm bars and all this different stuff, and, like, it's, you know, it's hard to come from where I come from and respect that part. I know you really liked, um, in the main event, what's his name, did a heel hook. Uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's like, oh, shit, is there actually a real hook? He hook? actually, so... And then he was like, oh, no, it's not a heel hook he, he actually, <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is he actually was going for a legitimate heel hook. Yeah. And, like, that's probably the most dangerous move in all of martial arts. Like, but you're not supposed to, like, actually hurt you guys, and then you want to make it look good. Right. So he knows and, what he's doing. He knows how to play And that's the wrestling hook, part. The part that made me laugh, though, is he switched to the other leg. 
and it ended up going into like a straight calf lock. And the the announcers is what really blows my mind about uh, these. Of course. And they keep they keep going into the hill hook and doing this, and I was like, that's it's not doing anything. <laughs> but it's entertainment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's 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 the hard part to differentiate between authenticity and entertainment. But you want to uh, make it appear real for a second. And and it did. And, that and it needs to go straight into. Yeah. A play. That that first hill hook. Like it was actually a pretty good setup. He ended up going through. I mean, all sorts of crazy. Hey, he knows you can tell what he's he doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but you know, he's not there to hurt his colleagues. Absolutely. I mean, they got to do a show in four days. You know. Yeah. I'm so jealous of his quads. He has like giant fucking legs. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's crazy. You could tell he's he's a leg locker. You know, there are people that you know that they're they play off their back, or and then you know people that play after legs. And yeah. You this can is tell just like total sidetrack off of um. Uh, away from like wrestling and stuff is it harder because the only, the class I did at armbar and that was so much fun yeah I felt like a duck to water but is it easier to get a leg lock as opposed to like an armbar or a chokehold I mean it's the same limb right It's it's got a rotating socket up at the shoulder up at the hip it's got a one way uh, joint at the knee or the elbow it's the same thing um, the difference is the foot and the wrist like you can't I mean, you could start to go through and go into different, like, Kimura locks and wrist locks and all sorts of uh, stuff like that. Um, arms are weaker, so I, w- I would say that it's harder to get legs. Oh, okay. uh, just because you have more power, right? You're most, like, 80% of your power is from your waist down. Even punching, the power comes from the ground. Like, you could have the biggest fucking arms of all time. doesn't mean you can knock someone out if you don't know how to twist the, twist the hips and rotate at the feet. Um... So yeah, I mean, legs are, are a completely different monster. So the fact that he actually threw out a legitimate kind of heel hook, or it looked legitimate, I'd have to rewatch it and really dig through it, but it looked good from an outside perspective. Yeah. So that was neat to see. And that match we were talking about where that move was in, uh, NXT Championship, Fatal Five-Way, Karrion Cross retained over Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Bebe. Pete Dunn and Johnny Gargano, and as you as a casual, I kind of Dunn? figured you would like carrying Pete Cross. Dunn was the also guy who got the girl, match. the entrance. So the... yeah, it was it was high entertainment value. I feel like they focused on her for the entrance more than him. I would too. I mean, obviously <laughs> she she's not ugly. Um, <laughs> but he immediately saw. Her, I was like, oh oh, she's immediately. I guess I'll watch this match. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean he—he he was the biggest guy there. You he could, was. He could... made everybody look so small. Yeah. And well, then I—I I didn't really even put in my head how small everybody was until you made a point of it. And then I looked and I was like, "Wow, everybody is tiny compared to this guy." Well, it goes into the point that it was him against four, you know. And then when he wasn't part of it, then it was a, a four-way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But as soon as he showed any any face in the ring yeah, they all jumped on him yeah yeah they, they all beat the which i mean which dominated. makes sense because i mean one-on-one just physically i mean people tried clotheslining him he just stood up four of them clotheslined him and he he didn't budge didn't move i think the last one he kind of like got phased and fell forward but yeah it was like a ton of action it was yeah. a pretty good match and then they had a powerbomb spot with undisputed era yeah and that leads me to how much i missed that theme song and it sucks that they broke up and stuff, but like Josh, every time like I told John and Travis this, I'm always gonna make a note of how much like I really don't like the new entrance themes. I miss CFO Money, yeah, 
Johnny Gargano's old theme. Yeah, uh, Pete Dunne's old theme. Everybody's everybody's theme sucks, man. Yeah, it spell- sucks because um, NXT used to be the realm of slappers. If you were in NXT, you're gonna get you fire had the music. Best theme. Period. I think you would like Nakamura a lot. Well, maybe just one match because his first match that was like very hard hitting. In Japan, they call it strong um, style. They him versus Sami Zayn, I think yeah. he'll be really into. Yeah. They but, were just two tremendous wrestlers. Both, um, everything about the see, whole match was just incredible. I, I feel like as far as the themes, it's hard to beat the end of the Attitude Era when they end, ended up having like live bands play their music. Oh, I mean, yeah. we still get that's, that That's impossible to beat, man. What was some of your still, favorites? So, I mean, like the game, um, his, what was it, Motorhead, yep. actually sang the game. Like, that's probably the hardest entrance of all time. And then Disturbed did Stone Colds. Like, yep. that was crazy because it just went from stone cold through the 90s and 2000s of having just a sheet of glass break and then just guitar and then all of a sudden you hear disturbed just going and just start going and it's a whole different level i had that cd yeah forcible entry yeah same thing with me i I always um, felt like stone cold got throwing way too fast but before we get to like really get into uh you know juicy part of that song like the the glass will break and then they go, da 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 And then they'll be like halfway to the ring before they could go, you know. I felt like that's that, probably why he, because he did, he calls it the BMF walk. Yeah. But um, that's, I felt like that's why he always hits four corners every time. That, four yeah, corners, buys the extra fingers. time. You know, he's not going through like, like. Uh, Triple H, he'll go through, stand up on the ropes, do his water spit, all this different stuff, sit there, flex. And then he'll one corner. Yeah. So, I mean, like Stone Cold... He's his whole theme is that he's the baddest motherfucker on the planet. So he glass breaks. He's just going through like he's the rattlesnake. He looks like he would literally spit venom. Like he is the most intensive a wrestler. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he just walks straight to the ring, goes to his corners, double hands up, and then he's yeah. just ready to open a can of whoop ass. Or beer, what's beer. what's the beer you're drinking right now? Oh, Broken Skull IPA. Thank Broken you, Skull Josh. IPA. He, Hook you up again. Thank you for this. It's solid too. He, he broke out. A can of Broken Skull IPA. The best IPA you're ever going to have. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to order another case of this and hook up the boys again. That's what I did last year. I was like, who wants a couple cans? Gave Josh a couple, uh, Travis, and some other people. But. I was like, local people in, in Montana, it's it's all of yeah, Bent I mean, Nail and Broken Nail. We it's, all it's love good. IPAs here in Montana. I'm a, a staycation guy. I've never really had Bent Nail. Oh, uh, you got to try it. But it's, uh, that would put that neck and neck with it. It's good. I don't know about Bent Nail anymore. That's been played out. We're now doing Dirt Church, and we're doing Staycation. Staycation. Those solid. are the two IPAs. Yeah, that's my go-to at Thirsty Street. Are we doing staycation or are we doing dirt church? Is there any more? What's the what's the grapefruit one? The grapefruit IPA. Is it hazy? Fresh squeezed. No. Yeah, fresh squeezed. Fresh squeezed. That's pretty solid. But yeah, this broken broken skull is actually pretty solid. It's I was delicious. impressed. Yeah. And I got to open up a can of whoop ass by Stone Cold. <laughs> he, was, he just handed it to me. He's like, "Go ahead, pop it open." And I felt like smashing it, it against him. <laughs> big can of whoop ass. <laughs> But uh, that was our main event that wraps it up. I'll just touch over some other things and catch Josh's input for some of these. Zyali beat Mercedes Martinez. Which that old I ass don't know. Yeah, and then from what I've read on like Twitter and the internet, that old ass lady like put 
the Mercedes and, claw or something yeah, like that. Yeah, some kind of hold on her throat and then basically kill her. I mean, Zyra Lee is a fucking babe. I'm going to show you a picture of her and you're going to be like, God damn. Okay. She's, she's, she's amazing. I remember when she had the fans, like at the beginning, before she got this new gimmick. Nah, she's, she looked, she looked good. I feel like I'd rather see but, her back than the uh, other girl. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, uh, I don't miss anything. It's a back off. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Bronson Reed, MSK, retained the North American End Tag Team Championships over Legato Del Fantasma. I think, what's his name, should move on? Escobar? He could probably be another challenger for Karrion Cross. He's this Mexican cruiserweight who has held the title for quite a while, and he's tremendous, and his lackeys are great tag teams, but right now they have nothing to do with them, so they're just losing and losing and losing. A cruiserweight against... A like heavy the world guy. champion? Yeah. That's guy. that's like kind of the same thing that you saw like Rey Mysterio against the big... I mean, the big show is obviously way bigger than this carrion, but it's kind of the same aspect. Like, I don't think it's realistic to have a cruiserweight win that but championship. You say that, and speaking of which, in a couple of weeks, or maybe next week, I don't know. I don't watch current wrestling uh, anymore. Rey and Roman? Rey yeah, Mysterio. Against Roman Reigns? He's He's tag team champions with his son. (laughs) It's fucking wild. And he's wrestling Roman Reigns. The fact that Rey Mysterio is still moving is ridiculous. He had uh, stem cells in his knees because his knees were really fucked up for a while there. This is like four or five years ago. Holy cow. That's why he's like 46 now and still hanging in there. He's a lot faster now. I I wouldn't compare him back to WCW like that quickness, but I would say like at least like 2008. So that's about as quick as he was. Happening. Man, that dude has withstood some punishment. Because he, he's been the little guy, the luchador, against like, the he's wrestlers. He's been the little guy, the luchador. Yeah. Kevin for Nash so long. throwing him dude, like a lawn dart. Serious. He's been and manhandled. When Big 100%. Show put him on that uh, stretcher and swung, swung him, him like against a bat. Him. Yeah. Like yeah. As a pole. That was my favorite oh. thing in the world. <laughs> 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 I'm such a dork. When I was, uh, I was like, what, 10 or 11 at the time, I wrote down his whole rap to... This is when he was in WWE, though. I wrote down his whole rap to his, like, uh, intro music. Oh. Way before Booyaka. But. Do you know any of it now? Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y, Mysterious. That's about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you started to go. I started bobbing my head. I, always, I just loved it when I was a kid because it had that little graphic with all the different changing masks, and then he would come out of the ground just <laughs> shot in the air. Yeah. And then he has that... Uh, um, Mexican song that he made, like a legit song. He goes, <laughs> it was like, what is it? It's like one, two, three. And he goes, um, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> okay, I can't Nailed do it. it. Nailed I can't it. do it. I Coming from a it. Puerto Rican, he I can't, can't do it. it. I, I laugh every time. He's like, better believe in yourself, Sandura. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Hey, Rey. Hey, Rey. <laughs> All right, so it's a good time. I can't remember the song. My buddy Trevin can do it way better. He knows how. Blind song. Bison. Yes. Nice. Shout out he, Blind Bison. He fucking every time he talks about Ray Mysterio, he always says it. It's like this weird um, song that Ray Mysterio did for the uh, forcible entry song or the originals or whatever it's called. The CD is called. But Ray Mysterio did his own song, and he's like, "Life is hard," and. 
can't remember the lyrics. <laughs> I, I, I still like, remember. Life is hard. Something like, is done, dude. Better believe in yourself, son. <laughs> I don't know. As a kid, like, locked in Montana, we didn't have, like, outside perspective. Like, early 90s, it wasn't sorry. a real thing. I can't right? remember the song. So yeah. I think, like, the first, like, Spanish I was put into, who was, who was the Mexican guy in NWO? Conan. Conan. When he goes, Odale, la riba, la riba. Oh, right. Let me speak on this. Awesome. <laughs> Giant fan of Conan. That was like the first fan I've ever heard. Body, body, I didn't even body, know what it was, body. but I was flexing it every time. I'd go to third grade and just be like, Odale. He was like Wolfpack, right? Uh, yeah. 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 But Eddie used to say something, too, that used to always make me laugh. I don't know, he, he used to always say some shit. And was was like, this WCW or? WCW? No, this is WWE. But he would say something. I lied, and everybody would like, no. Oh. He would say something in Spanish, but everybody would cheer. And I was Viva like, La Raza? I was like, why are you cheering? He's not saying anything nice to you guys. <laughs> uh, this has been fun. I'm glad you're a first time guest on the podcast. Yeah, Do a podcast with Josh again ever since he started overworking himself. I know. The mystery man is back. Day. Oh, we're going to be in Vegas, though. SummerSlam. The Vegas podcast is coming up. It's going to be so awesome. We're going to We're going so to find a hotel room. We're going to fucking... We're going to find a way. We're going to do a live podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna be in a fucking bar. We're going we're gonna to do a podcast. Walk up to random uh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a live Elvis podcast. Elvis impersonator. We're going to get... <laughs> yeah. like, what you think? You talk, man. The, the, the first <laughs> Where's that ever, belt, bro? The first ever live wrestling times podcast is gonna be in vegas guys speak it into existence i'm down you so guys, do you, you want to host the great american bash that's july 6th so we'll just do another recap it's gonna be on tuesday yep i'm down but who else is down are you ready probably travis i'll i'll be able to do it on uh, travis maybe john we'll see but we'll have a lot of the recurring guests but uh thank you so much for doing my podcast yep all right, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, thank you guys, Pro Wrestling Times Podcast. Uh, my name's Dylan. <coughs> Josh, thanks. Yes, I'm here, and I'm saying thank you. <laughs> and then James, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. It was good to be here.